my son is about to get his driver's license okay. next month. Uh-oh. Okay. It's the most stressful thing you'll ever do as a parent is teaching your kid how to drive. So as a guy that represents, I'm sure, a lot of kids and their parents, first of all, what can you do as a parent to assure that your kid, when they get their license, is the best prepared? That's the first question. And the second thing I think is like, look, I know he's going to get into a fender bender. He's 16 years old, right? He's even said to me, Dad, there is no way a 16-year-old should be driving a car. They should raise <laughs> the age for driver's licenses to 18. He said that. Yeah. And I agreed. I totally agreed. So take us through the process. And I know this is kind of two-pronged. Take us through the process that when your kid does get in a fender bender, because chances are they're not going to call CEO lawyer themselves. Take us through that process as well. So, so the first I, question was, I guess. I'm going to take it from the perspective of a parent. Okay. Um, you know, if, if God gives me enough years on this earth where I get to see my kids turn 16 and get their driver's license and start driving, the first thing that I would do as a parent is set up a safety mechanism so they cannot access their phone while driving. Mm. Because phones are the biggest distractors and they're one of the leading causes for accidents and death. So that's the first thing that I would do. Not see if the Subaru Impreza has yeah. a 5.2 rating compared right. to the you know Lincoln, right? It's look, all cars are safe at this point. They, they you don't have the same faulty issues like brakes going out and airbags going out. You should focus on the things that really move the needle, and that's making sure they cannot access their phone mm -hmm. or any of those apps while they're driving. The second thing is empowering your kid to ask for help if they do get into an accident because a scared person would probably if they get into a fender bender they'd probably want to flee the accident scene and be like oh my god let me run away from this when you just instead tell them look anything happens feel free to call me it doesn't matter what it is i'm here to help and i'm here to protect you in any way possible because the truth is you are going to be responsible as the parent mm -hmm. under the theory of negligent entrustment under the theory of negligent entrustment so 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 if you have a 16 year old kid mm -hmm. he doesn't have his own insurance policy mm -hmm. it's your car insurance policy it sure is so if he gets in a car accident you're the one that's liable yeah. because there's something called negligent entrustment meaning you negligently entrusted your kid and you did not <laughs> educate them enough so if they cause serious bodily harm or injury to someone else mm -hmm. it's your insurance policy and it's you that's going to be named in the lawsuit not your kid mm -hmm. So is the first thing that you tell your kid if they get into an accident, is it call me? Is it call insurance? Is it call 100%. you? Yeah, Who yeah. is call it? the parent first, uh -huh. right? Like it call because you're you're gonna you're probably gonna want to calm them down first. It's like, hey, it's okay, tell me what happened, FaceTime me, get on a video, make sure you're in a safe place first. If you you know you get rear-ended or you're in a fender bender on the highway, get out of the main road and get in a safer place. And even though there's a ton of comments on social media that say, oh, you should never move your vehicle and blah, blah, blah. Dude, I don't care what anyone says. If there's a risk of you dying because your car is parked in the middle of the highway and you have the ability to move it to the shoulder, move it to the shoulder, mm -hmm. okay? And it's always safer to stay inside your car than it is to get out of the car if you're you know, in a major road. But that's the first thing is if you get into an accident, just call me as your parent. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to guide you and tell you what you need to do. And the second thing is really just be vigilant. Pay attention to your surroundings. 
there's we're in in Atlanta, which is one of the epicenters for child trafficking. Mm -hmm. So there are definitely situations where accidents are created so that they can kidnap and take control so scary, of kids. Man. Yeah. And so I think it's a good idea to have dash cams on your car. It's a good idea to uh, make sure that their phones are only not working when they're driving. Uh, it's a good idea to have, um, you know, basic information like in their sun visor that says, hey, if you're in an accident, here's step one, you know, get in a safe place and call the police. Step Wait, that's two, really good right, right there. Put yeah. that right on the um, the visor, dude. Right, exactly. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Really but, great. But I think it just boils, the, the more important thing, the things that move the needle are put them in a situation where they're safe, mm -hmm. don't let them be able to access their phones while they're driving, mm -hmm. and then empower them to make the right decision by calling for help when something does happen. So I wanna cover some of this stuff that we might have covered before also, because I think this is the stuff that you can't cover enough. Um, I know when I get into an accident or got into an accident, thank you for finding me another insurance uh, <laughs> company because they dropped me. It's funny how they'll drop you really, really quickly when you run your own car into your garage, right? Yeah, well, you know, there's also the analysis of whether it's even worth calling insurance. Yeah. Because sometimes, you that know. That one was $13,000. I had to call insurance yeah, on that Yeah, one. yeah, worth it. Um, but run us again through the proper procedure. You get into a fender bender on 285 or whatever. What are you supposed to do? Because I know, I think the last time that we were talking about it, I was, little, I was really surprised that you said the first thing you need to do, obviously, besides making the calls, is like start taking pictures almost immediately. Yeah, right. Yeah, the first thing to do is get in a safe place and call the police. After an accident, the first thing you need to do is get in a safe place and call the police. The next thing you need to do is take pictures and videos of the accident scene. That's gonna serve as evidence. If the person that hits you flees the accident scene, maybe you can get their license plate and you can get their immediate response because the first reaction, the first thing that comes out of your mouth after an accident is usually the truth. Mm. Mm. They're not going to immediately come up with some sort of excuse that say, wait, 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 no, this person actually reversed into me and mm -hmm. I'm going to say that, you know, they weren't paying attention and that someone else, that, no, 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 they don't have time to react. And there's, there's even some minutia rules of evidence that allow those immediate responses as evidence because the mm. likelihood of them being true is very high. Mm. So if you whip out your phone and start recording right away and the reaction that they give you is most likely going to be the highest indication of truth. And number three is go to the doctor. Make sure that after you've called the police, you get the report done, you take photos and videos, go get checked out by a medical professional. Um, the reason I love taking out the phone and taking videos is because the story that you get from the other person with you is mm -hmm. not going to be the same that they give to the police officer. Right. Because, you know, when you hit someone else in your car, this is a civil matter. Between people, people suing people is civil law. Mm -hmm. The government suing you is criminal law. So... When the police get there, they can choose to give the other person, person a ticket. That becomes a criminal matter because now you got a ticket for following too closely, for failure to yield, for driving with a suspended license, whatever it is. And now the government is suing you, which is a criminal matter. So that is a completely different world than the civil issue. Technically, you could just resolve the matter with, other, with the other person and say, hey, uh, you know, you admit fault, I'll get it in recording, and then we'll just deal with the insurance company. Um, I, I strongly advise against that because people lie mm -hmm. and especially when it involves their own money. So if it's like, oh, my insurance rates are going to go up and now I have the likelihood of losing out on my car and having to pay more insurance and this is a mess, I'd rather you pay for it. So if I have to lie about it, then I'm going to do it. 
And that's that's what a lot of people do, unfortunately. So the police is kind of coming as a protective measure. They're going to issue a citation if they need to, and they are going to get the testimony, get the evidence, and write it up in the police report. And if you take the video and photo evidence immediately after the accident occurs, then if the other person has a discrepancy in their story, you can tell them, no, mm -hmm. here's what happened. 